0: Amazing Happy Sabbath to you, Gabriel, and welcome again today to this Bible Talk. How have you been? Happy Sabbath to our dear listener and to you, brother. I have been good and it's good to be here. Right. Amazing grace shall always be my song of praise. Praise. And um, it's a bit uh strange to think that we are talking about grace even when uh lesson today is about the law of god yes because both of them always go hand in hand you cannot talk
1: about the law without talking about grace and you cannot talk about grace without talking about the law Sometimes we have skewed theology as to the law being completely abrogated, whereby only the grace, grace, grace we speak. But the Bible that we all believe talks about uh, making void of the law because of grace. No, it always should go hand in hand. And that's where today's subject will be very interesting,
0: at the same time, a very sensitive one. Very sensitive indeed, because there seems to be a dichotomy between Grace and law, but the Bible tells us that they are partners in the plan of salvation. Absolutely. So I would, I would ask that you pray as we start off. Father God, we thank you for today. Thank you for the week. Thank you for families.
1: Thank you for our loved ones all over the world. Thank you for the way you have granted us strength. And now we're about to enter into your rest. It is my prayer, oh God, that as we talk about the very powerful things in your world, especially as we're talking about the law today, that you enlighten us, you put your words in our mouth, and that by the end of this time of discuss, somebody will be blessed and enlightened about your word. We thank you for you have done this, and we pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Oh. So my knees.
0: For my show, He looked beyond all my fault. So my need one more time, please, one more time. Hasha So Gibra, it's about the law and uh, we have several notions today about the law of God. There are people who think that the law of God should, should not be part of our Christian life, that we are not under the law, we are under grace, and uh, everything about the law takes us back, or te- takes us away from Jesus and what he has done. But does the Bible give us the picture of grace, being distant from the law, like being incompatible, incompatible with the law. Of course, if there's the same Bible that we all read, the
1: same Bible that we all claim to believe as Christians, regardless of the determination that you belong, you will agree that the Bible does not suggest that. It doesn't suggest that because we have grace, the law should be abrogated, mm-hmm. or because um, the law is there, the grace is of no relevance. Both of them, as we say, go hand in hand. Uh, we cannot talk about the law without talking about grace. We cannot talk about grace without pointing to the law because something helps us to see the importance of the law. The grace, the fact that we know that we cannot keep the demands of God by our own merits helps us understand the import of grace. And. Grace. How do we know the import of grace? It's because of what the law uh, cannot do for us. It cannot do for us. Absolutely. It, it, yeah. So that's why we always say both grace and law go hand in hand. It's just that in the world that we live in today, ideologies, people's uh, reading their meanings into the scripture uh, has given so much complexities to the to the grace and law discourse.
0: You know talk about education, we have come to a point in our discourse that uh, we now understand that education after the fall is about the plan of salvation. Mm -hmm. God is trying to teach us the plan of salvation. To redeem man back to the position from which which he fell. To the image of God from which he fell. Mm. So um, in in that instance, we now see the Roles played by the law and the grace. Mm -hmm. They complement each other. Absolutely. So to say. Because grace is the opportunity given to man, you know, to live life again. You know, for the grace of God appeared unto all men. So that grace is encapsulated in what Jesus did on the cross. Mm -hmm. He died. The Bible says that God so loved the world. uh, He now gave his only son that whosoever believes should not perish. Mm -hmm. That's grace now. Mm -hmm. It's like giving us a second chance. You know, when Adam and Eve sinned, as we saw in the previous lessons, God came in search of Man, mm-hmm. that's grace. So grace was even found in the Old Testament. It was Noah who found grace in the eyes of oh the God, Lord. <laughs> God. So some
1: people think it's a New Testament phenomenon, that it's it's not something you so see. It has
0: nothing to do with, no, with um, the law being abrogated. Not at all. And grace has its work. The law has its own work. I mean, grace is as old as anything.
1: It's been there since. What do we see? Adam and Eve sin. What should have been their lot? It should have been death. death, annihilation. But what spoke for them? Grace. Hmm. And that's why we have the plan of salvation. We have um, the promises of the Messiah who would come and
0: redeem the world from sin and all that. And 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 that God showed Adam and Eve grace was not a way of. Um, on the mind on of the, mind law, the, law, the law, law, law still stood because it reminds, someone had to die for the broken law absolutely. and that's why Jesus stepped in to die
1: absolutely absolutely wow. it's it's been amazing and also you see the the, the example of God's grace still even in oh. the experience of Noah and in the in the making of the ark for 120 years, Noah was preaching repentance, repentance, and
0: what do you tell us? And his grace appeared to everybody at that time because he didn't want anyone to perish. To perish. In yeah. fact, if everybody had obeyed and None uh, would have come into the ark, though the flood would still come mm-hmm. because I mean that's what the Lord does. The law, the law says this is the penalty for sin, yes, seems... but God provides a way of escape. Amen. 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 So that's Amen. what we can see with the interplay of the Lord. and grace. Uh, and the grace so Absolutely. they are they are doing the same job of um pointing us to jesus mm-hmm. and then giving us a chance to um to, to you know to live life again yeah, that very popular demonstration
1: of what the lord does and what grace does is see they say the law is like a mirror it's Like right? a mirror and everybody knows that illustration it shows you what your wrong is. It shows you how you're falling. dead. And then... On your face. Yes, and you know, but it doesn't take away hmm. that sin. And that's what grace does. Grace... So you need to get to someone who does that. And that's Jesus Christ. So grace is a point to Jesus. So that's that's the basic, uh, simple explanation of the seeming dichotomy between the grace and,
0: and the law that we find in Christendom today. So being a law-abiding Christian does not mean... Legalism. It, it doesn't mean you are not open to the grace of God. Yes. The truth is, um, there are extremes in this matter.
1: Some people yeah. keep the law to be saved, uh, whereas some also believe that they're not keeping the law because they want to be well, saved. The can't save anybody. That's what we know from the That's scriptures. what we know. It cannot save. It's only a pointer. At least what the law basically does is it points you to the need of a savior because what the law cannot do for itself. The
0: savior can do. So it points you to it makes the, you see the, the need. Excuse me now. The law points you to the savior mm-hmm. or the law points out sin. It points out
1: sin. Okay. And when it points out sin, what do we just remain there? No. Okay, I have pointed out sin. And so I am a sinner. A sinner, so because I'm a sinner, what do I need? It's still the law that makes me understand that, hey. I need grace. I need forgiveness. I need all that will help in the cleansing of my sins. It's pointing to Jesus regardless. So I I think the law is a pointer to the need for a saving grace that you find in Jesus.
0: Mm. You know, this um, concept would always uh, feel a bit uh, complicated if we don't uh, untangle it. We are saying... In a nutshell, that the law of God points out sin, and then it also gives you the the, uh, the it, it reminds you of the need of a savior. Absolutely. And but it doesn't take away the sin. It doesn't. Uh, the sin. It shows you a sin actually. by Jesus. It shows you your sin. Yes. And your need for a savior. A savior, absolutely. So God wants us to be law abiding. Mm hmm. Even before sin, God's law was the foundation of his government. You see, that's what some
1: people felt it was until after the fall that law now became prominent or so. But oh. you will agree with me that before the law, before the fall, I should say, we had the Sabbath. Before the law, we before the fall, we had um, obedience. God, as you said it is his law forms the rule, the basis of his government. So the idea that uh, before... It was until after the the fall came that the law became uh, something. Uh, it's not biblical. Hmm.
0: It's not biblical. You know, our key test today in Deuteronomy 6 verse 5 says, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength. Hmm. That brings a new dimension to our talk. Love and law. How do they relate to each other? Uh, because for me, it, it's, it's, it would seem that they are a polar uh, law and love. If one has to be true to the law, then there may not be room for love. But in in the plan of salvation, do we see both of them walking hand in hand? In the real sense, the undertone
1: in the laws God has for humanity is love. If you look at the Decalogue, for example, you, the first four statements in the Decalogue, mm. you see that it points to the love for God, and if you look at, yes, the other part that is from, I think, the fifth to the tenth, mm. it basically love for one another. If I'm not to tell lies against my brother, mm. it's because of something that I have for you, love. If I'm not to backbite, it's because of love that I have for you. If I'm not to murder or to kill. It's because of the love that I have for you. So you see that love is an undertone to all of these things. So God giving us these things
0: is out of the abundance of His love. So that they are not, not really, just prohibitions? Like uh, you shall not commit adultery? Maybe the question should be prohibiting you from what? From enjoying life. What, what do you define enjoyment of life to be? Oh, there is so much enjoyment when
1: you are not bound by these laws. So what do they lead to? Okay, for example, I remember... Because I, I,
0: I think that the laws of God... Uh, quite restrictive to, to so many. I mean, you, you can't do this, you can't do that. Why some young people are not in the church today is because they feel that in the church they're not allowed to have fun, to enjoy. It reminds me of when
1: we were still at Babcock University. When we go on holidays, we are back to school. But you know, when you come back to school, you have to do. Uh, I think they call it psychosocial test. And then in this test, you they would. You, get some samples from you maybe your urine it's or stuff expensive. and then yes to ensure that your bloodstream is cleansed from maybe alcohol you didn't because if you falter or maybe you are you know sometimes able to test pregnancy oh, to, to and show um, if if you are quite stable to to, to, to resume back to school and then if you are culpable at any point you're going to be suspended mm. but this very day we were together with some persons a particular lady was so fearful that she was actually trying to negotiate with the one who is monitoring her to please pee for her because mm. she didn't trust herself. She was fidgeting. She was fidgeting. She was going to do just anything to have that. And I went in my own. I'm not trying to sound my trumpet here, but I had no scintilla of fear. Like they, <laughs> I just went, I gave them more than they
0: needed just to do you whatever they wanted yourself. to
1: do. Yes, not and you know because I knew I had not done what I shouldn't do during the three four months holiday. I was busy.
0: Dream, you didn't do anything like that.
1: If I did in my dream, it would not reflect in the real life. <laughs> you see, so that confidence was there because I knew I didn't break so what the school advised. Fear is a product of breaking God's law. It's 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 what comes with it. That's why that lady was so fearful and would want to do even commit more crimes just to cover what she had done. You know, when
0: David slept with Bathsheba Uh and was keeping the whole thing to himself, he he confessed at the end of the day that he was like a dead man for that period of one year. The burden. The burden was, the load was so much, his bones were broken, Mm. you know, he was in total despair and fear because of of sin. That's what sin, sin breeds fear.
1: You know, I was I was going to just allude to something that happened some time ago when we were somewhere around the Waldensian valleys, climbing mm-hmm. from the depth of um, the bottom of the mountain to about a thousand six hundred meters high, and this day we had uh, serious things to carry. me equipment for recordings and all. Mm-hmm. I had to carry my bag which was really heavy, and we're going up the mountain. It was such a well, t- I hope you were not hungry that morning. Well, well it was early morning, so you had tired. To not for me, it was very early. But there was nothing <laughs> really to, because we had to have our breakfast on top of the mountain. Okay. Now, I remember that at some point, my colleagues that were not carrying things that were as heavy as I was carrying, they were struggling. I was also struggling. Yeah. And I was like, okay, this is really burdensome for me. But you know what I did? I saw that one of my colleagues who was struggling could not was delaying us. I was staying. but I collected his bag. And I asked him, let's keep going. I kept carrying. Then it came to mind what sin does to us. It was a wearisome journey. The load, the yoke was so much on me that by the time I finally got to the mountaintop, I had a very serious sigh of relief. Mm. Now, you know what? The law, breaking the law and then carrying the burden of sin See, all around you does. Actually, it it weighs Actually, you down.
0: for every human being who wants to be sincere and honest, the times you have the greatest fear were the times you lived in secret sin. Absolutely. Even though people don't know what you're doing, but your conscience conscience is the greatest judge. That's the greatest judge. So it's okay. It's normal for someone who is not uh, living in accordance with the will of God to have fear at all times. If you want to have peace of mind, that's peace that surpasses all understanding. It is found in the confines of God's law.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. The, I mean, the confines of God's law, knowing that Jesus has paid the price, knowing that you can that sleep at night and, in peace. and enjoy your sleep. Even yeah. when you are falling, you realize you are falling. <laughs> you, you tell it to Him, you know, because nothing is hidden from Him. Yeah. But He just needs you to show that you are sorry for this thing that you have done and you are not willing to go back there yeah.
0: again. You can
1: sleep and sleep
0: in peace. You no, know, the Bible says there is no peace for the wicked. So there is no peace for those who Not break God's laws. Not at all. Especially when you are breaking God's laws Wittenly. intentionally yes. when you know about it. Yes. Uh, to, to love and fear God seems to be a bit uh, contradictory. How do you love and fear somebody at the same time? Do you fear your wife, if I if I may ask you? Well, the fear doesn't mean I dread her when she's she's around. how do you
1: fear your wife? Well, I, mean, I need to understand. I need to explain what the fear. If I fear my
0: wife, because you, I know I you express, love your wife, I'm I know I'm asking you if you love your wife. Now, I, I can vouch that you love your wife to the moon and back. Praise God but for do that. You fear your wife. I fear her not necessarily that I am dreading her, but I. I was going to ask for a yes or no answer, you know.
1: And because if, it, I mean, yes or no answer could be easily said, but I need to explain what the fear is. Is, there, is it the a fear in love? That's what I'm trying to ask you. <laughs> well, the fear <laughs> is that I have my reserve. I would not want to do things that will hurt her, not necessarily because I dread her. So you, you fear her.
0: that you might offend her? Because, yes. I mean, I fear that
1: I might offend her okay. if I do what is not right. Okay. For example, she's I means quite a distance from me right now. Mm. But in spite of that, some would see it as
0: liberty to do just what you want to do. So you fear that if she gets to know that you're doing something, she wouldn't lie, that she might be heartbroken. That's fear yeah. She will be heartbroken. That's the fear you have. And ultimately, God is not going to be pleased with it. So... Mm. Yeah. I, I, the Bible says, "We should love God with all our hearts and to you know serve Him now, what does it mean to fear God in the context of of the law? Uh, what does it mean to fear God somewhere in revelation? The Bible says uh, that um, uh, I think it's about the first uh, angel's message: fear you God know, and give his fear God and give glory him glory for the, for the hour of his judgment has come. So yeah. what does it mean to fear God for a Christian to fear God? What does it mean? Well, you'd rather say to be scared of God, or well, not not necessarily scared
1: of God, as some people would have us believe. Because God
0: is a mighty God. I mean, Absolutely. He is a consuming fire. Absolutely. We should be scared of Him because He can consume us. But is that what He wants us to to think of Him as someone who is fearful, someone who scares people? A dreadful God. Dreadful God. No, a monster, no. so to say. No, He's not a monster. So how do we see God? Well, the
1: fear of God.
0: Which they say is the beginning
1: of wisdom. How do, you How do you understand that? You understand that God is a God who is so powerful. He is a God who can create. He's omnipotent, and astrate, omnipotent, omniscient. Mm, and omnipresent. I mean, it's... everything that makes God what He is mm. should make us revere Him. We are nothing. Grammarians would say we are infinitesimal mm. compared to the bigness the of God. Of God. That should make you see oh, God, I, I bow in
0: reverence of you, in awe of you. <laughs> That's the kind of fear we're talking about. It's not fear yeah, yeah, from... Not to, not to cut a shot. You the know, problem when we we're climbing the mountains and uh, the valleys, oh. and uh, I have phobia for heights. I have to confess. I have serious phobia for heights. I'm praying for God to really help me with that. Mm. But you know when i looked around and saw the the grand mountains and valleys and the hills and everything yeah. my idea of god Changed immediately. Also, I, yeah. I know. So how small hmm. and insignificant
1: we were. I am as a person. You know when the psalmist says, when I look into the heavens, I am <laughs> into the stars, maybe into the galaxies, Ooh, and you know, what the man that thou art mindful of him, and the Son of Man that thou visits him. God is really great, and so that's we what you
0: call for. Him. For who he is, which yes. He's a mighty God. Mighty you know, this one. God who is coming to destroy this world one day is mm. love. He is a loving God. Whatever got no to do will be out of love. No doubt about it. But one day he is coming to destroy everything we see here below. If there is no other reason why we should have fear for God, it should be that he is coming with fire and vengeance. But yeah. now how do we bring a in love into the law keeping?
1: You know, the, the strange act of God is mm-hmm. what we see. In the very last days of God destroying the people who refuse to keep His commandments, who refuse to live by His beatings, who refuse to yeah. recognize Him as the God who created the heavens and, and the earth. earth, but you see well, we see that the very act is also out of love because he wants to bring about restoration he wants mm-hmm. to bring about uh, uh, like you described from the very beginning of our program restoring man back to that position the original position from which he fell but these ones would not want to cooperate with him and that's why they say it's the strange
0: act it's actually for their good because uh they will not enjoy life you know for for eternity for it- <laughs> living a painful, painful cause. Sort of life. Of course, So of course. God destroys them for their own good, actually. You
1: know, there is this saying <laughs> in, towards the end of the, I think it's the end, the last paragraph in the book, The Great Controversy. It says, mm. Now the Great Controversy is ended. Sin and sin as a normal. The entire universe is clean. One pulse of peace and harmony beats through the vast creation. From the minutest atom to the greatest world, mm. all things you animate or inanimate. In <laughs> Declare that That's God amazing. is love. God is love. Now, even those that will be destroyed at the end of time, mm. they will also agree that whatever God had done was out of law because they knew they were recasted and They refused mm. the heading, they refused Christ, they refused the grace. It that is Christ a Christmas against
0: us mm. if we do not keep God's laws.
1: Absolutely. It's as simple as that. Like it reminds us of what, what Moses and I mean, when God instructed him to keep. Um, something by the side of the ark yeah
0: the book of the law the book of the law you know which... he had finished speaking to the people of israel because his time was almost up. exactly and then he he asked the the priest to put the book of the law by, the, know, s- by the side of, of the, the ark to witness against them so
1: what does it mean for something to witness against you It's there. You have been given a mandate.
0: It's a mandate. You cannot claim ignorance. You have set life and death and then choose life. Choose life. I mean, you have the power of choice.
1: So if you don't choose, it was totally up to you. If whatever you you have chosen was up to you, Mm -hmm. they will not impose anything on you. So you have something to witness for or against. Against And I mean, everybody has a choice. The choice is always there. it is as
0: serious as you have said it. You know, we live at a time when all the biblical values are are being thrown out of the windows, you ask yourself, why are we Christians? In what ways are we better than the world? Because we are becoming so worldly that the world has nothing to learn from us. I think of what we stand for as Seventh-day Adventists. And... uh, In reality, we stand for those things, but in reality, we don't do all of them, or we don't even keep up to half of what we believe. And then the things we have agreed to do, because the day you were baptized, you were answering, yes, I do. Yes, I do. Would you keep the Sabbath of God? Mm -hmm. Yes, I do. Would you preserve your body to God and the Holy Spirit? Yes, I do. But we are not doing them. So it is a witness against against us. You yeah. see, there is an identity that we
1: often find for ourselves in the Book of Revelation—a mm. people that keep the commandment of Christ and have the testimony, the testimony of, Jesus of Jesus Christ. It's mm. a description that often depicts the people of the book, the Seventh Day Adventists. Of mm. course, we know that there might be bigger groups that other groups that also keep the commandment of God, but maybe in not we the understanding that God has blessed the Seventh Adventist Church with. Mm. However. We're not keeping this commandment because we want to be saved. We know Christ was a foundation, was a yeah. slave from the foundation. We don't Do obey what,
0: God to be saved. We don't obey obedience in response. It's a response. The
1: product of salvation. It's a product of salvation. Yeah. It's what we give in response back to what God has but done.
0: Man.
1: So we, we have already completed that. the world. Nobody
0: is going to add anything to what Jesus. Has nothing. Done. Nothing. We we'll believe in the death, in the sacrifice of Jesus. Amen. As the price for our sin. Amen. However, we cannot live in... Chaos. Chaos We cannot live in
1: sin. We cannot live in negligence. (laughs) There there has to be a response. There's a response. This is is how I know you love me. That's true. By keeping... I mean, you cannot say you love him and you don't keep his commandments. That's true. He has told you love your neighbor, as you said. Even Jesus himself was our biggest example. While he was here on earth... Travelling the same street that we, you are also walking today. You will agree with me that he did not abrogate any of. Brother, he even came to give
0: us the spirit behind the law. Actually, in Romans, when the Bible says that Christ is the end of the law. Mm-hmm it doesn't mean he has brought an end to the law not at all it is teleos in Greek he is a also fulfillment, fulfillment you know. in him is a completeness, is a completeness. that's a why Lord. he said I have not come to destroy it. No, I have no. come to fulfill to so I I give you to... an example of how to do and it and
1: a deeper insight you know Moses would <laughs> tell you not kill." Your, I mean kill one another but Jesus well, said when you think evil of your brother blood, you that's killed. actually murder yeah, when you lost after a woman and that and is actually fornication or adultery so he came. He to give us the inside, deeper inside that oh, we find. So he did not come amen. to abrogate
0: it, he came to fulfill. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. Mm. Amen. <laughs> Well, oh, it's amazing. You know, there's a lot of stuff in the scriptures and uh, the, the Bible even talks about uh, those who keep the law of God as having true prosperity. Yes. You know, yes. Prosperity has been grossly misunderstood today.
1: Especially in the prosperity gospel that you find everywhere. Oh. May you keep God's commandment. Everything is going to be fine for you. Everything you is going faith, to be you faith, you
0: don't fall sick. Oh. If you have faith, you get a good job. Good things. It happens, actually. It happens to good people. If you, they will tell you, they will tell you, uh, sister in the Lord, the reason why you are still not having a child is because you don't have faith. Mm-hmm. You, you have not uh, really sown some seeds of faith. Mm-hmm. Uh, these things happen today. They the really church. do happen, but these things uh, uh, are not biblical. But is it possible that someone who obeys God would have to go through some uh, very difficult times in life, like Job? In the scriptures? Absolutely. Right? Like John the Baptist? Absolutely. Like Paul? So he suffered. These people suffered. So, how part how, of how the do we reconcile this with the promises that we see in Deuteronomy, the, the blessings? If you do this, you'll be blessed outside, inside, wherever you go. Why is it that those who keep the laws of God? Sometimes have to go through difficult times. Well, it is the world of sin that we are
1: living in. It oh. is the world of, I mean, that the Bible tells us we'll meet with tribulation and difficulties. The Master himself went through so much. And an apostle Paul described it in one of his epistles as a fellowship of his suffering. If you now go to the book of Hebrews, you see those who died with the expectation and that that's where God will be the architect and the builder. All of these things that uh, that are happening are part of the controversies. They're part of what will happen, preparing us for eternity to come. But ultimately, the reward, regardless of what we go through here, regardless of the sickness here, the reward is in eternity.
0: Now you're saying, you know, you're you're too, you're being too heavenly minded. But I hope you know we're still here on it. Of course, I'm so aware. Are you, are you saying that? Um it will not always be well with those who submit. with the righteous it's true. the Bible says tell the righteous he shall, he shall be, well be well with, with him. him but you see <laughs> it shall <laughs> be well with him it's not just with the physical right. he has
1: a, he has, it in the spirit he has in his mind mm. that peace that no man can give no material even when the material give. things are lacking he is still well with him wow I mean I have somebody who is that's a typical deep. example that's very deep that is know? a father to me right now mm. in the face of all adversity he has at the back of his mind that it is well and that keeps him going that keeps him people see him and Marvel. I mean, this man does not seem appear like somebody who's going through uh, serious patches of life. But you see, that's what
0: our inner man is being renewed every day, every day, every, every, day, day, the Bible says. every day. That's what we find in <laughs> the Holy Read. Wow.
1: So that the fact that um, you are a good person, you try to respond to God's law, oh. covered by, but 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 you covered does not mean you've not go through hard To be
0: very candid, we have a lot of benefits in obeying God. Look, you cannot say that those who obey God in health laws, you you cannot say they are not benefiting. They They are benefiting. You know, there is this joke that came up somewhere in Italy. You know, we were eating and uh, we had lots of food, yes. good food. You know, and then it was an argument between what to eat and not what to eat and what not to eat. Yeah. And then uh, the, the the cliche came up: something, something must kill a man. man Whether yeah. you eat this or that, you must die. I agree that something must kill a man. But somewhere it in must... the in the in, in the <laughs> Delta region well, you know, in Nigeria, you, know, you, know, you can also die well. <laughs> they say, yeah, they say they say when you want to die <laughs> where. <well. laughs> So, for those who obey God, for those who abstain from uh, adultery, fornication, from, you know, those who don't worship idols and everything, in, uh, idol, idol worship is not just going to bow to images. <laughs> the, anything that takes the place of God in your life has become idol. And we need to be careful ourselves. Even as Christians, I believe, sometimes we put things as idols mm-hmm. in our lives. T- tomorrow, there will be games. People have to watch games, but remember, tomorrow is the Sabbath. Mm-hmm. If you you would forego the Sabbath just to see a football game on TV, play that game own. has become an idol because the Sabbath is not a day of watching football, as mm-hmm. much as we know from the scriptures. Mm-hmm. So there are many ways we can we can break God's laws, right? Okay. And then we see that God has put these laws as a hedge for us. Mm-hmm. If we remove all the things God has hedged us with, we allow the enemy to come in, and the enemy comes in to steal, to kill, to kill and to destroy, and to destroy. I wish we had all the time, yeah, the time is very in sure. the world. So what very are sure. your closing thoughts today Well, about the law and uh, Jesus being our example? He kept the law. Can we learn from him? He's our example Mm. and God's law his laws are eternal. That's true. They're as old as God Himself.
1: He invites us to choose life. Mm. Because by choosing to respond to His grace, Mm. you choose life. And you will not choose life and keep disobeying God. That's true. You want to please Him. You cannot please Him by your own making. You can only please Him mm. by submitting to the leading, by submitting the the leading to the Holy spirit. And you can be sure. Yes, it makes the rain to fall on the good and the bad, that you're going through a rough time right now, and yet you're keeping God's law, you're doing everything to ensure that you please Him, not by your own merit. doesn't mean you won't go through rough patches.
0: But be assured that there is... It's shining light at the end of the tunnel. No, no, oh, Gabriel, you know, the, the thing is quite amazing, fascinating as it were. This is uh, an era of pandemic, yeah. and the governments all over the world, as a government, you know, plural, they have put up emergency laws to curtail the spread of this virus, and people keep to these laws. Tomorrow we're going to church, we have to put on the mask mm-hmm. to be there. These are laws. You have to maintain the distance. Absolutely. These are laws. We are very eager and willing to cooperate with the government, governments, the earthly government, to keep laws. But we, the we disdain ones. the laws of God. I me mean, you understand uh, that I, I, there I is think a think serious battle. We, battery. we need to rethink. A serious battle going on behind the scenes. I believe that God's laws are immutable. immutable. They Absolutely. are everlasting. Absolutely. No matter what we do about the law, whether in the church, outside of the church it is a witness against us and one day God is coming to to perform his strange acts. Mm-hmm. He's gonna destroy all the all the lawbreakers and he will save all the law keepers. Amen. May this be our experience when Jesus comes again. Amen. Gabriel will pray at this time. Do not just pray for 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 us, pray for those who are going through hard times. We have friends who have been isolated because of this COVID-19. You know, it's becoming real because there is a second wave of it here yes, yes. in the country. And we pray that God will be with his people. And And it will be well with us.
1: Father, you are a great physician. We're thankful for the discourse we've had today. And now we want to pray for those who have uh, one sickness or the other, especially those that are currently isolating as a result of the symptoms of the pandemic that the world is currently uh, fighting. I pray that you will give them peace in their hearts. Amen. And I also pray, O God, that you will help them recover faster than they imagine. Help them that what they should do to help themselves, they will do, and what you alone will do, you will do. Yes, Father. We will not lose anyone by the end of this pandemic, O God. We will count all of our loved ones, and none will be missing. Help us to have a wonderful uh, Sabbath experience, and help us to enjoy the blessings of the Lord, even... On this day of rest. We pray all of these in Jesus'
0: name. Amen. Thank you so much, Gabriel, for coming. And, and uh, welcome, thank you, dear listener, for sparing time every week weekend to listen to us. We also want to hear from you. If you have any questions, if you have any contributions, uh, we'll be very glad to receive your, your opinion. Have a good Sabbath. God bless him. For it was raining over my liberty. I do not know the jealous one.